One needs to have great courage to play a female role. Stones were thrown at him for his shaved mustache. Shots were fired at his house because he played female roles on stage. He was kicked out of public places. He was starving, suffering from tuberculosis in a damp and cold shack, but he did not give up his life's work because a person who has chosen to serve art cannot turn from this path. It is difficult to find a person in the history of the Azerbaijani theatre whose life and death would be shrouded in so many secrets. Versions of certain events from his life are mutually exclusive, and the memories of friends and fellow colleagues differ. All agree on only one thing. He was one of the brightest stars of the Azerbaijani national stage, a star that flared up so suddenly and so suddenly went out. Hussein Balar Ablinsky, Ni Halafov. The secret of this pseudonym may serve as a clue to what ultimately led the actor to an unfortunate end. The founder of professional theatre art in Azerbaijan, a participant in the first tour in the history of the theatre, was born in 1881 in the family of a poor sailor who died in an unequal battle with treacherous waters. His mother tried to put bread on the table by serving in the homes of wealthy families. His life was full of contrasts, from the Mullah school to the Russian Tatar school, where children of the poor were taught free of charge, and from small roles in the house theatre of Jahangir Zainalov to the large school of Sultan Majid Ganizadeh. First serious role, at the age of 16, was the image of Kerim in Mirza Fatali Akhundzadeh's comedy The Vizier of the Lankaran Khanate. In 1905, he had a stroke of luck. The role that he had dreamed of for so long knocked on his door. This was the role of Fahreddin in Najaf Bay Vazira's play Musibati Fahreddin. According to one of the sources, he got the role as a result of the sudden illness of the leading actor, Hussein knew all the words by heart and performed it superbly. Most of the people who knew him associated the change of surname with the Derbantur. It was here after a solemn reception given to the actors of the troupe by General Arablinsky that he suddenly asked that his name be replaced on the poster by a pseudonym. Well, there was a woman involved. She was in love with his work, perhaps not just work, attended his performances and showered him with flowers. Colleagues made fun of his passion, but the actor himself denied any connection of his pseudonym with the society belle, whose life was the centre of attention in the city, and he referred to his Arab roots. Fortunately, his dark skin and curly hair were to serve as a basis of the story, even if it was a fictional one. One day, he was asked to assist in staging a comedy in the Balahane Club of Dramatic Art Lovers. This first directing experience played a huge role in his future. Later, he was invited to the Nijat Society as the chief stage director. While there, he forbade the cast from attracting the public by knocking on doors and assigned fees to the actors. Newspapers in Moscow, Tiflis and Baku, wrote about his production of Othello, 
The staging of Schiller's play, The Robbers, was also successful. For the first time on the Azerbaijani stage, he played the role of Ahmad Shah Qajar, based on the self-titled tragedy by Hagverdiev. Perhaps this fact is not widely known, but Arablinsky became the first director of the opera Leili and Majnun by Uzeir Hajibayev at the composer's personal request. A demanding director, he carefully worked on the images of roles and the actors rehearsed a lot. He was very worried about the absence of Leili. There could be no question of a woman performing on the stage. That is why Arablinsky himself often played female roles on stage, for which he even had to shave off his moustache. But there was no candidate for Leili in sight. It looked as if the idea of the opera would fail, but the performer of the role of Majnun, Hussein Gulusarabsky, managed to persuade the young tea peddler Abdurrahman Farajev to play the main character. Tickets for the performance were sold out long before the premiere. The crowd of people who wanted to get to the theatre did not disperse and waited in the street. After the premiere, the rounds of applause were unstoppable. That evening, there was a conversation between Arablinsky and Jahangir Zainalov. Today is a big day in our life, Zainalov said. Uzair Bay did a great job. He lit a fire, and you, Hussein Bala, together with Abdurrahim Hagverdiev and Hussein Gulusarabsky, turned it into a torch, which sooner or later had to ignite in the East, and it flared up in ourselves. There were tours in Tbilisi. The house for rehearsals was provided by Mirza Fatali Akhundov, who lived there at that time, in Astrakhan, Kazan, and Nizhny Novgorod. Newspapers wrote, that Arablinsky, with his art, had reached the highest level among Muslim actors in Russia, and he could compete with any European actor. In 1916, he starred in the title role as Lutfali Bey in the film In the Kingdom of Oil and Millions, directed by Boris Svitlov, and thus became the first Azerbaijani cinema actor. Arablinsky was killed two days before the premiere of Muslim Magamayev's opera Shah Ismail, which was to take place on 7th March 1919, and on which he worked as a stage director. He made the actors, chorus and orchestra sound synchronized. It all ended on a cold March evening. A point-blank shot put an end to all plans in an instant. This was the first time he was late for a rehearsal. Arablinsky has been killed. The words echoed within the walls of the theater. The version that he was shot 
in the house of a relative who invited him to visit was replaced by another, official one. He was killed in his room. His cousin, Abdul Khalig, was arrested on charges of murder, but after a while, he was released and he left for Kazakhstan. A witness to the murder, his wife, Asya Shishkina, named another person, Zainalov, but this version was only one in a string of many others, unconfirmed and unproven. In the list of possible perpetrators of the murder, the name of one of the most powerful and authoritative people in Baku came out of the blue. People from Arablinsky's inner circle recalled strange episodes that formed like puzzles in a detective story. A woman who bought up all the tickets to the play Othello so that he would play only for her happened to be nearby in a carriage when unknown people attacked Hussein near the opera house. It was her, the same enthusiastic admirer who stubbornly sought meetings with him, the well-known Sona Arablinska, daughter of General Arablinsky and wife of Haji Zainal Abdin Tagiev. An elderly philanthropist, he did not like the rumors around his beautiful young wife. Was he involved? Was he guilty? There was no proof. Only the mournful speeches of friends, the whispering of women within the walls of Echari Shahar, and the subsequent sad fate of Zainal Abdin and Sona themselves. It seemed that the whole city had gathered for the funeral of Hussein Arablinsky. There was a sea of flowers and a sea of tears. It was not only people of art who bitterly mourned him. Everyone who at least once had come across the creative work of this talented person considered it his duty to say farewell on his last journey. <laughs>